Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Tommy Dreamer, Mickey James, and I talk about the Montreal Screwjob. That's right. November 9th. 1997, 25 years ago today, the Montreal Screwjob. We give my take, Tommy's takes, of course, Mickey's takes on what took place 25 years ago. Also, we speak to Earl Hepner on what took place on that fateful night for the Montreal Screwjob. Also, we get into what happened, another screwjob of sorts on NXT. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Boy, did Bret Hart get screwed November 9th, 1997. We're looking back at that. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, I, I know I'm going to sound like a real old man here, but where does the time go? November 9th, 1997. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, Mickey, but 25 years and people are still talking about the Montreal screw job. It's insane. It's insane. I saw a gif, uh, GIF going around the other day and I shared it. And I was like, what? Where it's like what you think of when you think wrestling 20 years ago is like, for me, I'm going like, oh, I'm thinking Macho Man, Hulk Hogan. In reality, it was this moment and Stone Cold and The Rock. And, yep. you know, it's crazy. It's crazy to think like, what? I'm like, what? Was, oh, God. Where did Little it go? sidebar, how much were we all enjoying Shawn Michaels' sexy um, Oh, gosh. Yeah. One of, music song. Come on. You can't help Shoo. but shake them hips when Sexy Boy hits. <laughs> So good. And Mickey, so, you so made good. and Mickey, you made a great point before because Earl Hebner is going to join us, and Earl Hebner is a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest at what he was able to accomplish through his whole career, through the territories, to everything that he was able to do. But the first thing that people think of when they think of Earl Hebner is they think of this date back in uh, on November 9th. And I'm looking forward to talking to him and letting him know that. Man, you're not just about that date. You know, there's so much right. more to his career than just what happened in Montreal that night. Yeah, I do think that people gloss over a lot of what Earl's been able to do even since then. Because, you know, I have to think about, and I've not really talked to, with Earl about this, but like his feeling in the locker room of like the boys would even trust him again after he would do, you know, he did that. And like, you know, he's done at we even at impact, you know, when, when I was working, when he was there uh, before, it's just like, I love Earl so much. And, and I think that 
going there, I got to know Earl on a whole different level. That's why I was like, Earl, you need to write a book. You have so many stories. And I just think that your story is one that people would really gravitate to and would like to hear. They'd like to hear, you know, your side and your position on it because he was still very new and you're so job insecure. Like, like you said, like if he didn't do it, he would have been without a job and it's like the job that he worked at. So it was kind of like a, and refs are always put in that position. I think anyway, of always being the stooges. Yeah. So the boys never quite trust the referees anyway, because they're, yeah, it's all how it is. I mean, I don't think it's that way anymore, but it was a very like different locker room kind of situation. Um, then, and I just, I can't imagine you know, Earl having to come out of it. And then that is the thing, you know, he's done so many amazing things and legitimately probably one of the greatest referees of all time. And most people remember him only for that. You know, it's sad. Yeah, it is sad. And Tommy it's, but it's true. You kind of, it's such a big date. It's such a big mark in the history of pro wrestling that, you know, I mean, he even embraced it when he was with TNA having the shirt that, you know, the, you know, I screwed bread shirt and all like, which I, I you know, yeah, (laughs) but you know, you almost have to embrace that because, you know, because if you don't laugh, you cry. And I'm sure that was the situation with Earl. Well, Dave, I mean, honestly, think of a moral dilemma. Think if, if, if Eddie, our boss said, you got to screw over Tommy or Mickey on this show live, you have to set them up. And when that said, then boom, they're going to be gone canceled it's gonna be yeah it's a hard decision to do um because you know he had a relationship with both guys and he's you right. know said one of his relationship was strained after it right and, and again all things that we'll talk about because he's been open and honest but like if the last or the latest controversy whatever you know when there was an altercation in the back you know uh, within aew think of how the world reacted Right. Now that is there's speculation is all stuff. There was only a handful of people there. Mm-hmm. Think about the ramifications when it happens in front of a live, you know, audience. Um, and then everyone, you know, speculating again, there's um, I remember uh, what's his name? Latrell Sprewell, the basketball player choked his coach and the yep. other one broke it up. And he was earmarked for that for a long, long time because of, you know, what he did. Um, If that happened today, forget about it because just of social media, all those things. People don't understand the magnitude of of this event. Again, like you said, why we're still talking about it. Um, it, It's just it has held its legs for a lot, a lot of years. And there's Mm -hmm. still different layers to this onion that I'm sure we can peel um, throughout. Yeah. And, well, and, I, and I think, go ahead, Mickey, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think it also involves the players, the players that are involved. Cause if it had happened to a lower card guy or, uh, you know, somewhere earlier, if it wasn't like two of the top stars at, you know, pretty much Brett, who was like the, the flagship bearer and Sean, who were, they were building in that sense to be a flagship bearer. I think that it wouldn't have uh, been so synonymous. I mean, I don't know. These are two Tommy, of the greatest workers in their prime, right? Going at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the equivalent of who this would be right now, and I don't think we have that. Um, but 
during that era you know if like rock austin austin was on i don't want to say the decline but rock was on his way up austin had that spot and like rock was the next guy but both those guys were already the guy mm-hmm. it would be an, an equivalent to roman reigns fighting with roman reigns because right. we don't have his counter right now um and, and it's just how those two guys they're in ring both how they felt it was supposed to be. Uh, there was just, there was so, so much. There was outside influences. There was speculations. Um, uh, again, you know, with uh, uh, the whole sunny days thing started up and then it's going personal on the air. There, There's so many different layers to all of this where you're blurring the lines of reality and fiction that's happening in the ring but this was more or less you're going to shoot on me i'm going to shoot back on you and it's all going to culminate on a pay-per-view which then created the most controversial moment in professional wrestling warmer sunnier days are calling fuel up for them with factors no prep no mess meals meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchick's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. If there was a Mount Rushmore, this man would definitely be on it. And that is our guest that joins us right now, the one and only Earl Hebner. Earl, how are you this morning? And thank you so much for the time. I'm great. How are you? So good. We're better now that we see you, bud. That's right. Tommy, you've been telling me that for years. (laughs) Well, you do. You make me happy. I love hanging out with you. Yeah. We get Mickey, me, you, and Mickey. This is like old times. I love it. We're going to reminisce. Can't beat this trio. That's right. <laughs> now, as you know, today is 25 years to the most controversial day in your life, buddy. And uh, everybody's still talking about it. We have people still calling in about it. Dave's still upset about it. He doesn't let things go. He's a crazy psychopath. Um, <laughs> but we kind of wanted to get your perspective. And uh, just from like everything that's gone on, uh, you know, I don't want to say since then, but like if we could take us back to that day, you going into that match knowing what was going on. So what do you want me to say? Well, tell <laughs> us your thoughts. <laughs> well, it, 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 it was uh, it was really uh, stressful. Uh, 
walking to the ring with that little short distance, it seemed like it was about 10 mile walk for me looking and thinking and which way, uh, which options I was going to go with and do and it all come to an end when I got in the ring. Yeah. That's wild. I'm sure it was difficult. And, and Earl, it's so funny because, you know, we've kind of talked about this, like, in person or just whatever, but not really in the sense of like, I can't imagine um, the pressure you must have felt from one, like, okay, you knew if you didn't do this thing or, or and I guess there's more to it that we don't know. And, and I don't know how much you want to dive into it, but if you didn't do it, you were going to be without a job. This is the dream job. This is the pinnacle, you know, and you're an amazing referee. And even your career, therefore, after has always been synonymous with this moment, like and merchandising and stuff. But you've done so many amazing things in the ring um, prior and even after that, um, including all the ref spots with us ladies at Impact Wrestling, you know, get that oh, kiss yeah. spot in. We're going to get that Earl kiss spot in, but no, I just think that, um, I can't imagine, especially then like all, like it must've been a real internal battle to go, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to just say, screw it and give up my dream job? Like I, I, what made you obviously like, what, how are you feeling going into that? And like, I'm sure just like nerves or whatever, but even when it came down to the decision of like doing the business on that side of it, like. I know you said you got in the car straight away. The car was running. I mean, take <laughs> us through your feelings and your emotion of like oh, the whole thing, because like you said, like even up until the final moment, like you were thinking about like, should I, shouldn't I like internally? Cause we wouldn't have known that going through the match, right? Like we wouldn't have known that like how you were feeling or any of that up until that moment. Right. Uh, it was, uh, <clears throat> well, you know, uh, uh, I got all my information walking to the gorilla position. Right. So when you get to the gorilla position, and, and, and as we all know, you got to, what, maybe 25 to 50 feet walk to the ring. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I got my message of what they wanted me to do and what was I, and what, well, what they wanted me to do and what was I going to do was two different things at the time. And right. first I said, uh, certain person, I said, no, I'm not going to do it. And that didn't get over too good. And then I left it at that and uh, walking to the ring, I, I had the different feeling, uh, well, what do I do really? And am I going to do it or I'm not going to do it? And I guess when I got to the ring, uh, I ended up doing what they asked me to do. But it was a tough situation to either do it or you don't have a job or or uh, whatever the price I was going to pay mm -hmm. after. Right. Right. You know, Earl, for you, and, and obviously that's a that's a big mm -hmm. weight on you in that moment when you're walking to the ring. And like you said, that 25 to 50 mm -hmm. feet of that walk to the ring. Like, are you still amazed that here we are 25 years later and – and as Tommy said, we're taking phone calls. Our our, our phone lines have been jam-packed to talk about something that took place 25 years ago. Does it still amaze you that this moment is still something that's talked about like it is? Yeah, it's almost older than I am. 
I didn't think it was going to this long. <laughs> I like the fact that your daughter's text message sound like an old timey car horn, and I'm talking to you during it. Of all people to text me now is Bully Ray. It's Fat Bubba. He's interrupting. <laughs> oh, he Bully Ray, and he's a host on this show, and he's the one who's texting you while you're doing our interview. Mr. That Hebner. son of a bitch. We he all love Mister Hebner. He should know Earl doesn't have a computer. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna text him right now to stop texting you, Mr. Abner. I gotta tell you this. Dave said something so so uh, important. And Dave, uh, if you could tell Earl, um, because then I'm gonna follow up about it. About you're most known for this moment, and it kind of like that's where people really, really do know you. But there's so much more to you. Thank you, bully. So uh, Dave, can you, uh, can you say what you were going to say to Earl? Well, I mean, I, I, you know, as again, like, and I said it when we introduced you, like I said, you're one of the greatest of all time. If there was a Mount Rushmore of referees in the, in the history of pro wrestling, you would be up, you would be a part of that. One of my all time favorite matches, you know, in the top 10 is, the I quit match between Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard at Starcade. You were the referee for that match. Like you've been a part of so many great moments and memories. Like I feel for me as a fan of yours and a fan of pro wrestling, that it's unfortunate that you're always going to be connected uh, to this incident. Do you feel the same way? Yes. Yes. I'll live with it till I die. Yeah. Well, Mr. Hebner, I got to tell you, um, not because of I love you or like so many of the boys love and respect you. Everybody would have probably done exactly the same thing. But like you were part of the greatest wrestling angle of all time, you know, on the Saturday night's main event with the the twin refs. My favorite part about like, I mean, not just hanging out with you is kind of when you embraced it when you were in impact. I remember the one point like we we're on a house show and people like. You all asked me, but I screwed Brett. And you're like, hell yeah, I'd do it again. And like you embraced it and like <laughs> yeah. it would get the, the biggest people. pop. And like we'd have to pull the microphone <laughs> away from you. Right. <laughs> and just the whole shirt. But like you it's it's a negative, but you're a positive in all of our lives that ever worked with you. Um, you are on our Mount Rushmore of referees and just like how special you are to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't like I, I can't tell you what to do but you've done so much for this business um and again being one of the best referees of all time that's what you're going to go down on by your peers so please like i love you and i won't praise you ever again publicly like this because i'll bury you behind the scenes but <laughs> we all we love you so much we do love you so much i know it made me sad when you were mm-hmm. like oh I'll, I'll never forget it like it's it's forever I hope you don't regret it because you, like Tommy said, that you had done so much prior and have done so much after. And I think that, yes, the start, the twin magic, but also just, I think that you gave referees, like you've helped build the foundation of pretty much every locker room you've been in for the referees and, and being the senior ref leading up, you know, not just in WWE, but when you were in impact. And I think that, you know, even with Brian and like the history and the legacy of, of you and David is always going to live on in this business. And I just, I don't ever, I think you're a wonderful human being for one thing. And, but I also just think that, you know, 
I think that Tommy's right. And anybody in that, in your position would have done the same thing. And there's, you, I can't see anyone doing otherwise because that was a choice that you had to make. And, and it was a business decision and, um, you know, Hey, wait, let me ask that. you something. Did you get a bonus for doing it? Oh yeah. Better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you got a payday. You got there a payday. Go. Something I never knew after 25 years. Well, I, I, if I had told you, Tommy, you'd have wanted half of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh Earl, I have a question for you that's not related to that because you know, you I, we had you on God TV recently, and I was like, God, I found out this tidbit of information that I never even knew about you, but it was like who you know you coming into the business at the time when you came in the business like who was some of your favorite people who's been like some of your favorite people ever to like share the ring with to be involved with like storyline wise just in the ring wise chemistry wise or you felt like just had a good connection with well you know when I started I was working for Jim Crockett okay and then Dusty came down to be the booker and Bless his heart. He's the one that gave me the break of my life. And he was so good to me. And uh, I just really, well, I, I loved him to death. And he's the one that named me Baby Earl. And uh, he, he just, uh, I had, I shared so many good times with him riding in his big red truck, going down uh, 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 85 and, and 95, running over to uh signs on the side of the road he go watch this baby girl he put the thing in four-wheel drive or something and he run over the signs and we laughed and joked <laughs> and and it, i just had a great time with him and bless his heart uh he, like i said he gave me the break in my life and then working with the with the other guys like uh magnum ta uh wahoo flair uh just i could keep on naming them naming them i was a lucky guy to come through at that time to be with those and talented uh, pieces of uh, people, you know, mm -hmm. and they were great. And then as time went on, you know, I, I went up to WWF and WWE and, and TNA and uh, AEW a little bit. And uh, it was just great. But uh, I've been around so many great uh, superstars and I was lucky to share that I could share some of my time with the, with the legends. Hey, you're Earl, a legend. Uh, you're on everybody's Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, Mount Rushmore of um, referees. Who are your uh, top three best referees you ever saw? Uh, well, I'll start with uh, Nick Patrick. He was a great guy, uh, great friend. Uh, uh, Mike Kyoto. Kiki. And, yeah, and then – of course, the guy that really trained me and helped me is Tommy Young. Yeah. Nice. Agreed. Good list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Earl, with, with this day and being 25 years since the Montreal Screwjob, and I, I know you probably had so many emotions throughout the last 25 years, have things become easier? Like, are, are you able to now kind of live with this, put it behind you, and move on? Well, yeah, because uh, it's been maybe a couple years ago, I was on a house show with Brett and I wasn't going to go because he was on it. And uh, he wanted me and my brother to come to the show. So we came to the show, I think it was uh big time wrestling or something like that. 
And uh, he brought us to the ring and he put us over and he hugged us. And from that day on, we were, uh, we've been great friends. Uh, I, I text him now and then, and he texts me back. And once in a while, we'll talk to each other on the phone. So, so we'll, we'll actually, we, we, all that's behind us now. It's all gone. It's all over. Uh, I have nothing negative really to say about Brett and never did anyway. Right. And, and we're good friends. And, and a lot of people now where you go, they want to know this, know that. And uh, I'm just not going to stir the shit up no more. It's over. It's done. We're friends. And if this thing lives another 25 years, I won't know about it. But if it does, it does. And But at least I know I'm friends with Brett. Right. That's awesome. A relationship yeah, mended. Yeah. So let's end this on a high note. And again, thank you so much for giving us the time this morning. We truly appreciate it. For you, your fondest memory of your career, your favorite moment of your career. Going into the TNA Hall of Fame, I never thought I'd get to be in the Hall of Fame, but uh, I don't know if I'm the only referee that's in one, but that was a, that was a special and memory night for me. And, and uh, I looked up in the ring, <clears throat> and when they gave me the watch, I go, Dusty, this belongs to you and I, buddy. I love you. And, That's uh, awesome. And I mean that. Yeah. Earl, thank you. Don't make me cry this morning. Make it make you cry. <laughs> Don't make me cry this morning. Paul well, said something like, you are the mountain. Because it's true. You are the mountain. And I hope <laughs> you get all the Hall of Fames, all the rings. And then you make people kiss them. If I do, tell you what, Mickey. If I do get another, if I ever get a Hall of Ring, I mean a, a Hall of a Hall of ring. ring. Yes, sir. See, every time I talk to you, you just get me so so fired up. Uh, you, you're just so beautiful, and I loved you all. Oh my, life. my God, I love you, Earl. He was talking. True story. To me. Earl and I were we lived seven minutes from each other. Sidebar, and we were talking about we. I mentioned the breakfast sandwiches earlier. And Tommy is still jealous to this day that he never got a breakfast sandwich with um, an aluminum foil with his name written on it and a Sharpie. Well, let me tell you a quick little Earl, Earl Hebner, Tommy Dreamer story. Um, I one time I, I had all the beautiful women as my managers and uh, we're doing an indie show and out comes my manager for the night, Earl Hebner. And I'm like, I turn to him and I go, Earl had all these beautiful girls as my managers and now i'm stuck with you and he goes well your boobs are now bigger than all of them so <laughs> wow wow live wow. in the ring wow <laughs> Earl, well, listen, wow before i go i want to say something i really and truly uh i love everybody in the business but i love you i love you love you tommy and uh, mickey i love you to death and uh, you. this show can't get any better without with us three on it that's for sure. I Sorry, agree David. With that, sir. No, that's okay. I'll, we I'll love go. you too, Earl. I hope Earl, to talk to you and you so see much. you again. Thank Come you, on sir. Anytime. Anytime. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Right. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Well, you know what we got to do? We haven't had a chance because there's been so much conversation about the 25th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. Tommy and Mickey, we got to get into NXT from last night because, wow, how about what took place between Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons? They're in that tag team title match. Unfortunately, you know, they weren't able to capture those tag team titles, but Tommy... Did you see Zoe Stark attacking Nikki Lyons with that women's tag team title belt last night? Well, if this is a women of Wednesday, the women totally, as they usually do, dominate NXT. What a great uh, tag team match that the champions and the challengers brought. Uh, The tag team at the end and Zoe Stark blasting Nikita Lyons with that tag team championship. A crazy woman. She went off. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Zoe Stark. I would have loved to see her turn baby face, uh, stay baby face, but man, that turn uh, was pretty out of nowhere. And yep. uh, the people were pissed. If you're going to be a wrestling fan, don't start a chant for a person who just did a, a turn because that's not going to help that person. It also doesn't help uh, Nikita Lyons who the fans like, but the women actually, they absolutely crushed it. Love their false finishes. Love the buildup. I watched that match. I was so into it and uh, with their creativity, with their moveset, and they got me on all their false finishes. It was a great job. It was a great main event in NXT, and uh, there's other great things happening in NXT in the sense of these. It's newer. It's fresh. It has a way younger vibe, um, and there's also these new people that are coming in that definitely with these vignettes, they look like mini movies that are coming in and they really have my interest peaked of who are these talents who are going to be within NXT and the next generation of the WWE. And and you know what, Mickey, I agree with Tommy and the fact that we, we know we've talked a lot about this when it comes to NXT, this is developmental. This is that next generation of WWE superstars. And I think they do a really good job. And Tommy brought up a good point. I didn't think of it until he did. They do some great video packages and vignettes Mm -hmm. before introducing these wrestlers. So it's It's already planted in your brain. You're already excited to see who is this. So what's this going to mean to the NXT brand? And that's a great And that's kind of old school. We kind of grew up with that in the world of the WWF where they would have those vignettes before somebody would debut. And and I, I think it's a really cool element with NXT right now. Right. Well, what was that one that they showed last night where it was like the writing on the wall? It was just yep. the voice 
Uh, that was really, I'm actually excited, Tommy, to see Zoe Starks as a heel because I think she's a great baby face. She's obviously a great wrestler, but I think that this edge to her is going to take her to a whole new level because people already loved her, but yep. now she can show like a little nastier side and I'm excited for her. I think it's going to be cool. I, I do world. disagree. I do agree. I mean, I'm sorry, disagree. I do agree with you on the when the fans start doing the like the anti chance of like cheering for the for the um bad guys yeah. you know it it is frustrating from like because the casual viewers at home don't understand they're like what wait you know why are they chewing cheering against my baby face you know that i love so much but um that happens a lot though Correct, Amundo. Happens a lot. Yeah, and that's what happened at the end of that show. I mean, Zoe was actually getting cheered from that crowd uh, when they signed off, and it was kind of odd. But that's exactly right. what happened last night on NXT. It's Good over. call. Busted open as part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever. You stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.